The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. From the field to the film room to the war room, we've got you covered every step of the way as the road to the draft starts right now on BGN Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of the BGN Draft Show. I'm your host, Shane Half. You can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at ShaneHalfNFL. I'm joined today by my co-host and fellow draft enthusiast, Dives. Give him a follow on Twitter at Mr. Crockpot. Be sure to check out his podcast, Party on Broad. Dives, how are you doing today? Good, man. It's combine week. Uh, we have a lot of work to do here, getting ready for Thursday, but... Talking edge rushers um, on this one. Uh, some really fun guys to talk about tonight. L- quick note, though, like after we get past this group, it, it's it's kind of dicey. Uh, so if the Eagles are looking at bringing on an edge rusher to the roster, you're going to be looking at round one or round two here. Yeah, we uh, some position groups, we do a top five, some we do a top ten. We wanted to do more than five edge rushers but we weren't getting to 10. So we're going to do our top seven tonight because there's seven guys that are, are pretty good edge rushers and then it really drops off. So, uh, but we'll get into that. I'm also joined by my co-host on Chalk Talk, Mark Henry Jr. Give him a follow on Twitter at Mark Henry Jr. Be sure to check out his Tough Cover radio show every Saturday. Mark, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I agree with Dibes. Uh, definitely, if you're going to invest in edge, invest early um especially this year definitely not the deepest class i will say i'm talking myself into eight to ten a little bit more uh yeah. you know over the last couple of weeks but after that it really falls off a falls off a total cliff um but yeah excited for the combine week you know next year we'll be doing it live from indy right well let's let's say it right here next year live absolutely. bgn draft pod in indy let's do it absolutely i'm in i'm in that'd be a lot of fun so Let's go ahead and jump in. Like I said, we're going to rank our top seven edge rushers. Uh, We are recording this pre-combine, so obviously we'll get combine results and things. We're going to do a just a peek behind the curtain. Uh, Right after we finish this episode, we're also going to record our linebackers, which you will hear a week from now. Uh, And so we will be recording those before the combine. But the following week, we'll come back and debrief combine winners and losers. It'll be kind of a week late or a week after the combine, but that's just kind of how the scheduling worked out this time. So we will cover the combine. Uh, It'll just be uh, two weeks from when you're listening to this one. So let's go ahead and jump in. 
Uh, and let's go to the number one guy on all of our boot, all of our boards. I believe it's Leatu Latu, edge rusher out of UCLA. Uh, he was a four-star recruit coming out of high school, played for the University of Washington as a freshman in 2019. Uh, and then in 2020, in fall practices, he sustained a major neck injury and was told he would never play football again because he had lingering numbness in his neck that didn't go away. Uh, after not playing in 2020 and not playing in 2021, he transferred to UCLA and he worked his way back onto a football field, eventually receiving clearance to play football in 2022 and promptly notched 10 and a half sacks for UCLA. He followed that up in 2023 with a 13 sack season with 21 and a half tackles for loss. Uh, he was first team all pack 12, both years. Uh, he led the country in pass rush win rate in true pass set situations last year at 40.7%. And he was PFF's highest graded edge rusher. Uh, I just realized I wrote PFF's highest graded edge rusher per PFF, uh, obviously. So as for uh, Layatu's strengths, He's got good size for the position at 6'4", 261 pounds, uh, but he's also got really impressive twitch movement skills. Uh, he's a fluid mover, and I, he can contort his body through gaps. He can bend around the edge on offensive tackles. He's got a number of pass rush counter moves. He can convert speed to power. Uh, he's the total package as a pass rusher. And then in the run game, he's got really good block recognition. Like I think he processes runs quickly. Uh, he reacts to try to make a play and sometimes too much. And that's a little bit of a negative. He can lose gap discipline at times, but he's the most complete pass rusher in this year's class. He's got a high motor. He brings it every play, but he does lose that gap discipline at times. He's prone to leaving his gap to try to make a play and leaving cutback lanes. Uh, but the real thing with Latu and the reason he might not be a top 10 pick is he has major medical red flags with the neck injury. Now, he's played two full seasons without injury issues, but this is going to be a big box that teams are going to want to check at the Combine with all their medical checks. The Combine is of the utmost importance for Latu, and even if he doesn't do a single drill, it's still the most important pre-draft thing for him is being cleared by teams at these medical checks. Um, fun fact about Latu, he played rugby in high school, and he said in an interview that if money was the same, he would play rugby instead of football. So he's a rugby guy. He prefers rugby to football. But uh, I think I think he's pretty versatile. He, his best usage is probably an odd front stand-up pass rusher. Think like a Hassan Reddick out at the edge. But he could play in an even front as a defensive end too. I think he should be a top 10 pick as long as the medical's clear. Uh, I love Latu. Uh, Mark, what are your thoughts on Latu? Yeah, I mean, you, you hit it all there, but he is a complete package when it comes to everything on the field. Um, on the field, there's no doubt about the fact that this is a top eight prospect in the draft for me. I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and put him there. Like, I, I we've kind of all had the conversation off air. Um, Shane initially was like, you know, I love Latu. I don't know if I can make him edge one because of the medicals. And, and we kind of all talked about it. And I, I, I kind of just decided... He's played two full years at what or at uh he's played two full years at UCLA after what happened at Washington without an injury, without an issue. Until I hear something, I'm just gonna treat him like you know how I see him on the field. And how I see him on the field is every bit of a potential, you know, top five pick, if not a top 10 pick. Um, he's that good, you know, it's 
27 sacks in the last two years. His hurries, his pressure stuff is just at a different level than everybody else we're going to talk about in this class. Great pass rush win rate, great run stop rate, like just everything you could want in an edge rusher. All right. Dives, anything you want to mention about Latu before we move on to the next guy? No, you nailed it about the combine. Like that's going to be like a top five story heading into Thursday. Uh, what, what are his medicals? looking like for sure um i don't think he's i don't think he's as quick um as some of the other guys we're going to be talking about today i i think there, that's another thing to watch at the combine i believe defensive linemen go first on thursday uh so i'll be watching that uh but this guy's maybe not like a, a an all pro ceiling uh but i think he's got a really high floor i, I think he's a plug and play guy uh, from day one, he's a little bit older. Uh, so if you're looking for like immediate production uh, out of an edge rusher, man, Leatu Latu is your boy. All right. Well, let's move on then to our number twos. Uh, Dibes and I share the same number two. Uh, he's number three for Mark. Uh, Dibes, tell us about Jared Verse. Jared Verse, baby. Uh, 2023 stats, uh, 62 pressures, 11 sacks. 24 run stops. Uh, he's an above average athlete. Uh, he's got a ridiculously off the charts motor, man. Um, I think you could say Dallas Turner has a higher athletic ceiling. I think you could say Latu has more consistent tape over the last two years. Uh, but Jared Verse, man, has a lot of upside to get excited about. He's got a deep bag of pass rushing moves. He accelerates really well off the line of scrimmage. Um, he can put his hand in the dirt. He can stand up, turn the corner, man. This guy is also really good against the run. I think he's improved in this area, uh, during his career at Florida state, uh, pretty steadily and, and negative wise. I don't think he's got a lot of power. Uh, that's just my opinion. Um, I was surprised to see him return in 2023, uh, because he was, um, a, a first round talent in last year's draft, in my opinion, he arguably might've been, uh, he would have been right at the top of that list there at the position. But this guy's in my opinion, just the poster child of a four, three defensive end. Um, he's a really developed player. Um, he has a very well-developed pass rush move set. Uh, he can set the edge. Uh, I think he has potential to be a three down player at the next level. I don't know if just like Latu, I don't think he has the highest ceiling of some of these guys in this draft when talking about like the top 15. Uh, but again, a guy that has without a doubt, one of the highest floors and just a plug and play uh, impact <laughs> guy off the edge. Yeah. He's a, he was unranked as a recruit. He actually started his career at Albany and spent three seasons there before he transferred to Florida state. And like Dibe said, I mean, we talked about him on our edge ranking shows last year, I think, because yeah. I think at that point we thought he was coming out because we did edge a little earlier last year and, yeah. and then he, de he didn't declare for the draft. So, uh, you know, he's been on NFL radars for, for two years now. Um, now the flip side to that cool story about, he started his career at Albany for three years is that he's been in college for five years. So he's going to be 24 as a rookie. He is an older prospect. Um, and then the other negative I would mention on him is he's, well, you could take it either way. He's prone to guessing in the running game. 
that can lead to tackles for loss when he guesses right. And he had 12 and a half tackles for loss this year. It can also lead to some big gains when he loses gap integrity, when he guesses wrong. So uh, he wants to be an impact player against the run. And sometimes he is, and sometimes it's a detriment there, but uh, yeah, I, I, I like verse a lot. He's my number two as well. Mark, he's your number three. Anything you want to add in before we move on to your number two? I would argue, and we'll have to see when our overall big words drop. I think I'm the highest on verse out of any of us. So how about that? <laughs> uh, no, I'm just joking. But I will see. I have him as a top. I have him as a top ten guy. Um, so he is tenth for me. Um, I don't know if either you two will have verse crack the top ten. So. Did you so. have? Did you have Latu in your top ten? I'll pull it up. Give me a sec. Yeah, because I, I, it's been – I've seen a lot of top tens out there without any edge rushers. So, for me to have three, I know that's a lot different th- than a lot of other boards out there. I love this edge class. Um, I, I really do. I think Jared Verse, I think you guys nailed it. He's not the maybe the home run swing if you're taking a, an edge rusher in the top 15, but he might be the safest of the three. Um, he's probably yeah. the guy who you can definitely rely on being a solid starter at the highest level. I have Latu, number 10, Jared Verse, okay. number 15. Yeah, no, I mean, that's not a big difference. I have Verse at 10, so it's not it's not a real, a real huge difference. But I, I thought that I, I wanted to throw that out there so it didn't sound like I was anti-Jared Verse. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mark, since you do hate Jared Verse and haven't yeah. heard, why don't you tell me who you've got number two that's so much better than him? Talk to me about Dallas Turner. At, I have at number nine overall, which is just the just a <laughs> hair ahead of Jared Verse. Uh, I have Dallas Turner. Um, who, who is 6'4", 242, um, 11 sacks, 33 hurries, and one batted ball in 2023. In 2021, he had nine sacks as a freshman. 2022, he had a bit of a down year, um, five sacks, 21 hurries. I think he was fighting through a bit of an injury that year. But he uh, definitely wasn't quite the guy in 2022 that we saw in 2021 and 2023 for whatever the reason an 89.3 pass rush grade 19.6 percent pass rush win rate this guy's got a bag of tricks when it comes to getting around uh offensive tackles in my opinion feels like he has a lot of different ways whether it be you know around the edge or spin a spin move but honestly there's not that much that separates any of these three for me. Um, I, I have Laiatu Latu at, at number seven overall. I have Turner at number nine overall. And then I have uh, a Verse at number 10. What separates Verse and Turner, and I, I intentionally didn't speak up on this when Shane brought it up, for me, the difference is Dallas Turner is a former five-star recruit out of Fort Lauderdale. He went to you know a, a powerhouse in St. Thomas Aquinas. He was the top-ranked edge rusher in his class, the number nine prospect overall in that class. Um, and, and as opposed to Jared Verse, who couldn't be more different. It's the he, he went unranked. He went to Albany. He's a late bloomer. Whereas Dallas Turner showed up freshman year. 18 years old at Alabama and had nine sacks at the highest level of the SEC. So I've kind of, I've, I've kind of ended up, I I think they're dead even if not verse, maybe a little bit more consistent on tape, but there's some things that really excite me about Turner and his athletic profile, his traits that he shows on, on film. And then obviously the pedigree is there for him. So not much separates. If first went above Turner, I wouldn't criticize the pick at all. Um, but the, the pedigree is what ended up putting me Turner second. All right. Dives, anything that you want to add in there on Dallas Turner? Um, no, uh, I, I think he's, you could make an argument. He's the best pass rusher out of the three. Um, I think um, he's more of a developmental player than the other two. 
Uh, I, I think he's going to take time. I don't think he's got a lot of power. I think uh, he relied on a lot of his ridiculous athleticism uh, in college. Um, and it was a lot of bull rush or nothing. And I think that's going to struggle. I think he's going to struggle against good length in the NFL. I just think there's going to be a learning curve for him. Um, whereas I think Latu and Verse are going to hit the ground running. Um, but Dallas Turner, his athletic profile is off the charts and uh, he's got crazy upside. All right. So through our first three, we've got all the same guys. Uh, Leatu, Latu, number one for all of us. And then some combination of Jared Verse, Dallas Turner at two and three. Uh, at our number four is where we start to diverge. So uh, I'll lead us off here with my number four. Uh, he is number six for Mark. He's number seven for Dibes. Uh, it is Chop Robinson, edge rusher out of Penn State. Uh, Chop Robinson was a four-star recruit. He transferred from Maryland to Penn State after his freshman year. Fun fact about Chop Robinson. If you think that's a funny first name, it's not his name. Uh, it's a nickname. Uh, he was nicknamed Pork Chop because he weighed over 11 pounds at birth. Uh, he leaned into that in college by signing an NIL deal to promote pork chops for the Pennsylvania Pork Producers Council. Entrepreneur, love it. Uh, cash those checks. Uh, he also does a chop celebration after his sack, so fully embodied it. So we're just going to call him Chop Robinson. Um, he is 6'3", 250 pounds. Uh, he notched 10 sacks in 2022. He had seven and a half sacks in 2023. Uh this is, I think he's a controversial guy. There's a wide range of how people view him. I see some people viewing him as like a top 12 guy. I see others that are like, he's not, he's a mid to late second round guy. I think there's a wide range here. And it comes from, I think it, this is, this is going to be the athletic profile guy that is going to need to develop. Uh, he has an elite get off. He wins with explosiveness off his first step. Uh, he's got great ankle flexion, so he can dip under offensive tackles when he tries to run around the arc. Uh, I would say he has the best combination of get off and bend in this class. Uh, he's got a handful of finesse moves that he can use effectively. Uh, he can beat weaker tackles with speed to power if they like overset to try to get out to the edge. It's not really a strong suit, though. Um, he's able to drop into coverage off the edge. He's got a high motor. Uh, but he's undersized a bit and that plays out in his struggles to bull rush and to play the run. I think he's got poor technique in some aspects, particularly his hand placement. Uh, and that increases his issues against the run. Uh, he's got poor balance. Like he's got that good dip, but he's easy to knock off of his rush plan and he struggles to recover his puddings, uh, his pudding, his footing. Uh, so uh, he's a guy that like, he's never produced sacks at a high level. 10 sacks, seven and a half sacks. Uh, that's actually the, that's the tackles for loss, Shane. He, uh, oh, my, oh shoot. I'm on the wrong tab. You're totally right. It's sorry. It's five and a half sacks, uh, 2022 for, I knew that didn't sound right. Uh, five and a half sacks, 2022, four sacks, 2023. So in his three year career at Penn state, he's only got 11 and a half sacks. He, he is, uh, he's Nolan Smith except he's not a good run defender from last year. Like, I feel like he's a better pass rusher. He's going to be a good athlete. There's a lot of projection developmentally. So he's probably going to go blow up the combine uh, and people are going to continue to be really excited about him. But he's one of those guys that it ultimately is going to come down to how well do you think you can develop him? How do you project him to the next level? Because if you're drafting him 
looking for a high impact player in year one. I don't think that's what he's going to be, but I do like him. I, I tend to like athletic edges that haven't put it all together. I was really high on Nolan Smith last year. Uh, it's similar reasons that I'm high on Chop Robinson. If he hits, he could have a tremendously high ceiling, but he, he could also totally bust. Yeah, the, the weird thing about Chop is the the analytics love Chop. I, I mean, the in terms of his pressure rates, his pass rush grade, his PFF pass rush grade is higher than anybody else we'll talk about in on this list besides Liatu Latu. His run D grade is, is better on PFF than anyone we'll talk about except for Liatu Latu. Which is and, wild because I think he's a terrible run defender. I know, and that's so much of what's, what I'm about to say. And one more stat to just throw it out. 20.9% pass rush win rate, which is higher than anyone we'll talk about besides Verse and, and, and Latu. His run stop rate is also above, you know, Braswell, Trice, Verse, uh, Turner. Like, it doesn't match up with what I'm seeing on film. That's what I struggle with with Chop. I watch him and I'm not wowed. I really just am not. Uh, there, there's a lot there that leaves a lot to be desired for me in terms of, I don't know if he's got a deep pass rushing bag. I don't know if he's got the strength to bull rush. I don't know how good of a run defender he is, but you know, who does know those things, I guess these analytics because they love them. I, I, it's an, a disconnect. Unlike really anything I can e really remember at edge. I, I feel like at edge, you, you have the sack numbers to rely on. And then you have some of these analytics to look at. And then you have tape. I've never seen it so where, you know, college production and tape is on one side and analytics is totally on the other side, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dives, you've got him the lowest of all of us at seventh. Uh, anything that you want to add on there? No, I think you can make an argument that Adisa Isaac had a better season uh, than Chop Robinson last year. Um, I'm not sure if we're talking about him today, but he's right on the – back end of the top 10 um, chop Robinson uh, in big games against good competition was nearly non-existent. Um, and that there's a lot of tape out there of him really struggling with length. Um, this you nailed it, Shane. This is all about projection. Uh, it's there. Um, and there's a good chance he blows up at the combine or, or something. Um, but he's definitely a developmental guy. And I don't know, uh, like he doesn't, he's not a Dallas Turner. So for me, I, I see more of him as a day two guy. And I saw the ringer today have him listed number 13 mm -hmm. on their big board. So you guys are all over it. All right. Uh, so that is my number four. Uh, Mark and Dibe share the same number four. Uh, Mark, I'll throw it to you first here. Talk to me about edge rusher Braylon Trice out of Washington. Yeah, this is going to end up being one of my guys if Dives if Dives lets him be one. We'll see where Dives ends up having him on the overall ranks eventually. <laughs> but I, I love this guy, and I can't believe the way he's falling, kind of. I mean, PFF, as of like two weeks ago on the mock draft simulator, had him in the 20s. Now I think he's at like 72 on there or, or something, and he's like not even in the second round for them now. It's just crazy to me. To me, he's absolutely a, a fringe first-round pick. 6'4", um, I have him at 274 here, uh, you know, 17 sacks in the last two years. His hurries, I mean, he had way – obviously there's pressures and then there's hurries. He had more hurries than anyone we're talking about. Uh, Law 2 had 36 and 45 hurries over the last two years. Trice had 53 hurries and 46 hurries. 
uh, over the last two years. Um, 90.8 pass rush grade, so that's up there with, with the rest of those top guys. 72.1 run D grade, so that seems like it's above average compared to his contemporaries. And then, you know, the pass rush win rate, 17.6%, run stop rate, 6.3%. Those are kind of, uh, you know, pretty good. The the thing that you just said about Chop Robinson dives, that's how I'm gonna I'm gonna use the flip side of that with Braylon Trice. Braylon Trice showed up in big games, yeah. and he showed up against good competition, and he showed up against good offensive tackles. Um, seven QB pressures against Texas in the playoff, with two sacks, a tackle for loss, and a forced fumble, and a recovered fumble in that game. Beat up on Jordan Morgan, gave him his worst game last year uh, again when he played against Arizona. He finished with 16 pressures against Stanford. He's the only he's the first player to log 15 plus pressures in a single game since himself in week 12 of 2022 against Stanford. This guy just owns Stanford two years in a row. He set like a record there um, for what was going on there with pressures. I mean, I just I fall more in love with with Braylon Trice every single time I watch him. I know he's a late bloomer, so it kind of goes against with some of the things that I definitely value, but two years of solid production, one of which being on a team that went to the college football playoff. And he was one of, if not like besides Michael Penix, maybe the biggest reason that they were able to beat Texas is how uncomfortable he made Quinn Ewers. Um, It's I I think Braylon Trice is maybe the most under talked about guy going into this draft. He is not getting enough talk at all. All right. Uh, Dibes. He's also your number four. Uh, yeah. Are you as high on him as Mark is? Are you going to steal him from Mark, make him one of your guys? <laughs> I don't know if I should tell Mark where I have him on my big board. I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> you can always I mean, change it later. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, I've circled him to the Eagles uh, for quite some time now uh, in the first round. Um, he's a, a terrific player, 6'4". Um, he's, I think, a three-down player at the next level. Can be in a 3-4, can be in a 4-3 relentless motor um I, I just love this guy uh, i he's easily one of my guys so i mark he's number 22 on my big boy where's he at for yours you have him a little higher than me um i think okay. i have 25 yeah 25? yeah but that i mean considering like 72 on pff like we're both absurdly high on compared to consensus it's absurd yeah yeah all right so that takes us through, by the way, Braylon Trice is number five on my edge rusher list there. So let's go to Mark and Dibes. Let's talk about your number five, guys. Uh, let's start uh, with Chris Broswell and Dibes. I'll kick it to you first year. Oh, man. Uh, he's the older and a little bit heavier version of Dallas Turner. <laughs> uh, he's uh got 56 pressures 13 sacks and 24 run stops in 2023 uh this guy is just an athletic freak man he's really come a long way to kind of evolve himself into this three down edge piece that really checks off a lot of boxes um you, you we already talked about dallas turner and he's kind of on that he's definitely higher on that like athletic freak scale but Braswell has length. He has burst. Uh, him off the line, coming off the line is a serious problem. And that quick first step uh, to get to quarterbacks combined with his strength and power, man, uh, he's got it all. I, he's definitely one of the more underrated players on that Bama defense. And when you watch uh, Alabama, 
I mean, he was all over the place, maybe even more so than Dallas Turner. Uh, he was making big time plays, uh, stopping the run. Um, he has a, a nice bull rush. He needs to develop there for sure when it comes to a, a pass rush move set, but negatives, I think he's more of a pressure producer than a sack artist. Uh, Roswell um, needs to be more consistent um, getting to the quarterback. There are times when his intensity and um, effort just isn't there. Um, and then I, I think he's kind of in line with Chop in terms of being a developmental pass rush specialist at the next level. That's how I see Broswell. Uh, I don't think I see him as a three down edge rusher at this time. He's raw. Um, maybe he projects best uh, to a weak side linebacker at the next level, um, but he's got crazy upside. Um, I, I think he's a day one complimentary starter to a, a team that already has a really good pass rusher. And I think this is a guy to watch out for at the NFL scouting combine. Uh, I think he's going to blow it up. He's a great athlete. All right. Mark, anything that you want to add on about Broswell? He's your number five as well. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I agree with dives. I don't think he's going to be a three, a three down pass or, or a three down edge rusher. I think he's probably a three, four pass rusher who you use in passing downs, um, which that kind of drives him down from the first round into the second round. And that's why I have him here at five, uh, probably among the thirties. Um, I'd have to take a look at my, my big board, but yeah, he is the, the 13 sacks and the hurries and the pressure production that he put on tape in 2023 is tantalizing. And that's the type of thing that it's hard to, it's hard to move that too far down your big board when, when you see how good he was at getting to the quarterback at the highest level against the best offensive tackles in the sec against the best quarterbacks. But I'd be lying if I said I, I think he really has a chance in, in the run game. I, I don't think he looks like he he can really uh, kind of compete. Yeah, his his lack of length and upper body strength shows up, especially against like bigger offensive tackles. Um, and Alabama kept him on the sideline uh, on running downs as well. So uh, my favorite thing about him is just his awareness as a pass rusher, though. Like I think he does a really good job of realizing when he's getting too far upfield and then working back inside to, to close escape lanes for quarterbacks. So he's number six on my board. Uh, I like him, but the, the inability to play the run is, is concerning. That's what drops him down a little bit for me. If, if you could combine Broswell and the next guy we're going to talk about into one pass rusher, he'd probably be number one on my board. Uh, for reasons that we'll get to here in a minute. But uh, let's go ahead and dive in. We'll talk about it. He's number six for Dives. He's number seven for Mark and I. It's Darius Robinson out of Missouri. Uh, Dives, lead us off here. Uh, tell me about Robinson, the other yeah. Robinson. Dude, this guy's been climbing up the draft boards. Um, uh, he started out as a de uh, defensive tackle during his first four seasons at Missouri. Um, this year, he moved to edge, 42 pressures. 27 run stops in 12 games, eight and a half sacks, 14 tackles for loss, uh, was just a beast, just a straight up beast. And uh, one of those kind of guys that went under the radar that not a lot of people were talking about. You look at the senior bowl. He was one of the biggest winners, man. Um, six foot five elite length uh, that combined with excellent power, man. 
Um, he's still growing as a pass rusher. Uh, his ceiling there is astronomical. I, I think um, coming into the senior bowl, he didn't have a lot of like, uh, you know, what's the word? Um, he didn't have a lot in his bag when it comes to getting to the quarterback, but man, he showed a lot of finesse. Uh, he was winning all of his one-on-ones with swim moves and spin moves. And uh, <laughs> he looked pretty damn good to me. Um, coming in, he's a great run defender, obviously being a defensive tackle. Um, so in summary, like this guy looks like a Philadelphia Eagle. He's tough. He's hard nosed. He can play multiple positions. He can stop the run. He's got a red hot motor. He's big and long. And, you know, after the senior bowl, like this guy looks like to be sneaking into the back end of round one. Uh, he's got big time potential, just like Chris Broswell. I think this guy is on a short list of guys who really could blow things up in a positive way. Uh, just a phenomenal athlete. Um, so Darius Robinson, got to watch out for. Yeah, if, if he could go to the combine and test well in terms of like the agilities, the, the three cone, the short shuttle, that would be big because that was that's one of my bigger questions about him is just his his movement skills in terms of change of direction agilities. I, I feel like he's such a good run stopper and I have concerns as a pass rusher. And if I could just combine him with Chris Broswell, take Chris Broswell's pass rushing ability, take Darius Robinson's run stopping ability. The guy would be probably a top 10 pick, but uh, to your point, he's really scheme diverse. Like he can fit on any roster in the NFL because he can be a, he can be an edge and an even or an odd front. He could even be a candidate to play like a three technique, a defensive tackle and even fronts. If he added a little more weight, um, I, I'm lower on him than, than I think both of you guys probably are. But man, if you need a saw, just a rock solid edge defender, a run stopper, those sorts of things, I think he's, he's a great value there in that second round. I, I will say, I don't have much to add in terms of like the scouting report on him. I'm surprised that none of us are higher on him. I'm surprised we don't have at least one guy who's really high on him because it seems like there's a lot of love for this guy uh, across the across the industry and a lot of people who even have him like top twenty, top twenty five. I think DJ has him really high. Um, I, I, it, yeah, I, I think he's almost kind of turning into the consensus edge four of this class uh, from what I've been seeing. Um, so I, I'm just surprised. I mean, I I'm tied for Shane for being lowest on him here at seven. So I'm, I'm kind of speaking out of both ends of my mouth. I'm just surprised one of us wasn't higher. Yeah, he is. And, and then some places are really low on him too. Like yeah. it, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's a wide range. I, I, there was, I was looking at a consensus big board today and it looks like the highest on him on that particular board was CBS who had him at 20. Uh, but then Bleacher Report has him all the way down at 73. Uh, ESPN has him at 89. So people are all over the place uh, on Robinson. But again, he's another guy. He could really help himself out with a strong combine performance, especially in like the agilities and things. I think he's gonna. So, all right. Well, let's recap here. One to seven, and then I'll throw it to these guys. Let them give you some honorable mentions. Uh, for me, number one to seven, I have Leatu Latu, uh, Jared Verse, Dallas Turner, Chop Robinson, Braylon Trice, Chris Broswell, and Darius Robinson. Uh, Mark from one to seven goes Leatu Latu, 
Dallas Turner, Jared Verse, Braylon Trice, Chris Broswell, Chop Robinson, and Darius Robinson. And then Dibes 1-7 to seven is Leatu Latu, Jared Verse, Dallas Turner, Braylon Trice, Chris Broswell, Darius Robinson, and Chop Robinson. So there it is, our top seven edge rushers ranked. Clear tiers here. We have a big drop-off after number seven. Uh, but there's guys that miss the cut. There's guys that are fits for a perfect scheme. Guys you just like on day three. Dibes, uh, who fits into the into that mold for you? Yeah, if the Eagles miss out on an edge rusher and they're looking into that day three area, uh, a guy to watch out for. Undersized is uh, Javon Solomon uh, out of Troy, I believe. Definitely underrated. Had 46 pressures last year in 2023. Um, if Maybe this guy gets drafted by the Eagles and kind of learns under Brandon Graham for a year. Who knows? Uh, but this guy led the nation in sacks last season. Um, again, another winner of the senior bowl. Uh, he's incredibly quick as a pass rusher. Um, he finished among the top 10 in top speed, max acceleration, uh, and explosive efforts and distance traveled, uh, at the senior bowl. Don't ask me how they tracked all that. I'm just, I'm just saying GPS. Uh, no, they I they do have like a like a next level technology. I watched something about it on Twitter. They they're they're doing testing with this like next level technology company that's testing all these crazy things, and the senior yeah. bowl is kind of like on the cutting edge with that stuff. Yeah, so like uh, he, he's a crazy good athlete. So I mean, I, I guess I have a type. I've been talking a lot about the, the big time athletes today. Um, when it comes to weaknesses, it's obviously his size. He has to prove that he can do it against NFL linemen. Um, he typically relies more so on his strength, uh, than having a, a pass rush move set. Um, but again, just like Darius Robinson, I, I thought he impressed with his finesse and, uh, move set. So in the right system with the correct usage, I think Javon Solomon could be an interesting, um, pass rush specialist on third downs or something along those lines. Uh, doesn't have a crazy ceiling, doesn't have a crazy floor. Uh, could be a boomer bust guy out of Troy, uh, but keep an eye out for Javon Solomon. All right. Uh, Mark, do you have anybody you want to give an honorable mention shout out to? Yeah. And my honorable mention comes with a tag about the top seven that, that we just did. You know, what makes me sad about this edge rusher class guys. You guys know my type. We all have types when it comes to certain positions. We don't have any skyscrapers. We, we don't have any six six guys, any six seven guys, any Gregory Russo's for me to fall in love with. Uh, but we do have a guy a little bit farther down the draft board in Austin Booker, who is six six, two forty five, uh, nine sacks in twenty twenty three at Kansas, twenty seven hurries, one batted ball. I watched a lot of Kansas this year. Bet on Kansas far too often. Um, Eighty point six pass rush grade and a seventy eight point five run D grade. So he's viable uh, in terms of both options a 14.8 percent pass rush win rate and the really kind of notable thing here a 10.2 percent run stop rate he had a higher run stop rate than anybody else we talked about in this class he has the highest run stop rate of any edge rusher by about three and a half percent he's got 34 inch arms quick twitch athlete who can cut on a dime great spin move good arm usage really killed it at the senior bowl um, so austin booker's kind of a guy i've like slowly falling in love with the more i the more i watch and guys we didn't mention i mean there uh adiza isaac dives mentioned he's going to be probably like a third rounder jonah ellis um the guy i had 
um, on my on my radio show on Saturday talking about the draft. Anthony DeBona from PFN, he loves Joan Ellis, has him as a first-round pick. So those are the other guys kind of I would throw out there. One more name I'll throw out is Miles Cole, uh, mm-hmm. elite cool guy. Um, another Yet another guy that's just a big-time athlete, very moldable. Um, day three for sure. One more name. one more name i'll throw out there i mean i I saw daniel jeremiah giving him love uh the other day was was gabriel murphy um from from ucla he was he was saying that he was way underrated yeah all right dibes one more name uh (laughs) marshawn neeland (laughs) uh mohammed kamara uh nelson caesar and I think I'm I'm fresh out. Are, are we are we playing are we playing two draft prospects in a lie right now? Are you making these guys? Uh, that's a fun game. We could do that at some that's point. Fun. I did that to Mark on Chalk Talk Live last year, except it was two Rams defensive starters in a lie. I think I had, got it, didn't I? Yeah, you did. You I did. I, I did. I'm bad at making up names, so I just end up taking names from TV shows. So, anyways. Uh, we are one more named out on edge rushers. Thank you guys for joining us for this episode of the BGN draft show. If you enjoy the show, be sure you hit that subscribe button. So you get every show on the BGN radio feed. If you're listening on audio platforms, five-star rating and review really helps. It would also really help if you go give us the thumbs up on the YouTube video on the bleeding green nation, YouTube page. Uh, so we can get that viewership up as well. You can check us all out on Twitter. I'm at Shane half NFL dives at Mr. Crockpot. And Mark is at Mark Henry Jr. And we will catch you guys next week for another episode of the BGN Draft Show. Go Birds!